Welcome to the ePush Files, the audio archive for honors history students at Boston Spa High School. For today's file, I'll be sharing audio from the American Experience Program on America in the Philippines in 1900. For a direct link to the program and source citations, please visit the show notes. The United States had become a world power almost overnight, but there was a price to pay. The ideals of the American Republic were being tested by the temptations of newfound empire. In 1898, America had gone to war with Spain and defeated the 400-year-old Spanish Empire in just 113 days. All at once, America won control of Spanish colonies on both sides of the globe, including the Philippines, a chain of more than 7,000 islands, gateway to the markets of China. But the Filipinos wanted their own independent country. Some argued that President McKinley should give it to them. Others, that he should annex the Philippines. McKinley told a group of Methodist church leaders how he had decided what to do. I walked the floor of the White House night after night until midnight, McKinley said. And I'm not ashamed to say that I went down on my knees and prayed to Almighty God for light and guidance. And one night it came to me that there was nothing left to do but take the Philippines and educate the Filipinos and uplift and civilize them. And then I went to bed and went to sleep and slept soundly. Most historians do not believe that story. It's pretty clear that McKinley had thought about the Philippines long before the War of 1898, and he had decided that he needed the Philippines as a base from which uh, the United States could make sure that Asian markets were open to American products. And China is the logical place to look for these new markets. The Chinese have 500 million potential customers, and they need everything that Americans produce. Manila essentially became the pivot of the American empire in the Western Pacific, and without Manila, uh, McKinley would never have been able to compete for this great China market. The president had hoped the Filipinos would willingly become part of the new American empire. the Filipinos were ready to die for the right to govern themselves. For years, they had fought the Spanish. Now they were prepared to fight the Americans, if they had to. In January 1899, they established the Philippine Republic. By 1900, Americans were fighting a guerrilla war 7,000 miles from home. For the United States to maintain this empire, what the United States had to do was to use force and to project that force across thousands and thousands of miles. We had never done that. And we were now involved in civilizations, such as the Philippines, with which we had very little acquaintance. And it was a question whether or not Americans were really that good uh, an imperialist in order to pull this off. 
This was an extremely brutal war that the United States and the Filipinos fought. Americans looked down on the Filipinos as people who were uncivilized. The term gook originated in the Philippine insurrection. We looked at this as essentially a superior power fighting an, an inferior people who deserved their inferiority because they had not been able to organize their society. They had not been able to uplift themselves, as McKinley liked to say. The United States was willing to use very brutal force in order to bring the Filipinos around. One soldier's letter, for example, relates how one of his comrades, an American soldier, had been found murdered outside this village with his stomach slit open. And the American commander immediately orders that everyone in this Filipino village uh, be executed. And according to this young man who wrote home, uh, there were a thousand men, women, and children who were executed in this reprisal for the murder of this one American soldier. This was a no-holds-barred war between the Filipinos and the Americans. And by 1900, many Americans uh, are beginning to wonder whether even all of the possible profits that this empire might offer was worth this kind of brutality. As more and more American boys lost their lives, anti-war sentiment was growing. Many saw the war against a people seeking independence as a monstrous perversion of American ideals. Multi-millionaire industrialist Andrew Carnegie, a leader of a small but important anti-imperialist movement, asked, is it possible that the American Republic is to be the suppressor of the Philippines' struggle for independence? Carnegie offered to buy the Philippines for $20 million and set the island nation free. All through the winter of 1900, Americans read of devastation and horror half a globe away. Time and again, they were assured that the war was all but over. But native spies reported that thousands of Philippine insurgents were plotting to rise up against American forces in Manila. That a stash of bombs and munitions were hidden in a house in the center of that city. That rebels were massing in the provinces. McKinley had been told by his generals that they could subdue their barefoot opponents with 20,000 men. Then the generals asked the president for 20,000 more. But 40,000 soldiers were not enough. By 1900, 60,000 American troops were on the ground in the Philippines. And the War Department was calling for another two divisions. McKinley knew that his chances in the November election could hinge on a war he didn't want to fight and didn't know how to win. 